We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Kyo Lagas on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. La Niklas O'Brenon. on a posh diagas na scolari ar lehenta sira, ag fós tomi de crinav, e conas as feidr leis na posti, fila harnash i mi vanfor, agas an coronavirus e corish dakin ar seil. Beg privedar o skol padrig i kilkinig, i kar kilkinig, agas uktar an tofa comin montori na heran, jo mi kion, e kaint fi na dushlan sio. Well, talking culture, tough of my rook to run at Club Rolla Kilkenig, Sablina Taroing, August Beg in a kind lin, Fina Ruddy Exula, a begator live, August here written a blina. Niste Nisa Clar, a beg Agalavelic a gum, a be own, a be a gum, Ladina, Mother Lesh on Halladosa on Mayfair, a car Kilkenig. Well, me holler dreaming the starts this Saturday morning. Scholars Cora talking to us about an activity many of us got involved in. Some of us certainly enjoyed it, but it was some years ago. Saving the hay was a huge activity on many farms, and this morning, Mihal will tell us about his own experience. Schools and colleges may be closed right now for holidays, but already the topic of reopening them in September is creating much debate. I will be joined this morning by Joe McKeown, Vice President of the INTO and Principal of St. Patrick's de la Salle School in Coots Lane here in Kilkenny City to chat about the challenges facing pupils, teachers, other school staff and not forgetting the bus drivers come September. In recent days, Ian Coulter assumed the presidency of Kilkenny Rotary. Ian will join me later to chat about the role in these challenging times and also his own plans for Kilkenny Rotary for the coming year. And finally, later in the programme, we will continue our series of interviews from the closing day of the Mayfair Ballroom in Irish Town in Kilkenny. Most mean Latis Feder Fogra Kurkoim Erenever 086 353 That's our text line 086 353 all opinions are welcome and appreciated. Agus mabuikas the Tony agus anfirdini Sam Hyrie Chadwicks or bohar caharlach don arreach to don clar show. As always, we appreciate the help from Tony and the team at Sam Hyrie Chadwicks for this programme. Agus mabuikas Steve Shalok Desh to clad don takiuk to don stashu and show. Thank you as always for your continued support for Community Radio Kilkenny City. Uh, we do appreciate it and I hope you enjoy this morning's programme. Well, anish mihal adimide atashe e kainter majin fui buantonair Saving the hay. From the start of our margin, a harder. Well, when we currently a new vehicle soiled on air, no reveals the old snookerga higher, ta queenie gumsa of a most of own air, some own airs in the meadow, because we unfair on a hawk to Corfad, can slaughter be a horror file, does not have a lay in the father and gearing. 
Agus vir na park na kupla park dun ta heg mahar igor fair on hearing. Agus kuruk she lasu talun orha. Now ni 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 the Hirkshire Machogus, the Lavorshire Conan Fair of Wunch. We machine no Ingel Bunchige Hagus, the Berkshashin Place, Tagus and Dark Hopple, or Honing Jogosession in the Hien Oyoja or a machine, August. Nevirkant on Borough Fair caught Romshin and Orshin, Verkjaganavirkshin, a Hassavogus, the Yenakon machine, and Tingle and Jabuka Patent the door. Akonshin Nurvirkon She Bunchagus in a dog she and a leaf and rain fake couple law. I was Nurvirkshe Droiter of our Virkoring Dolomachlesh Napihi, I was a umpo. I was Bedro Domachanim Shrek Shasov and Triula Bedro Yenemishe Umpo Rish. I was Drerichel Virkshe Egari. Born, you were working on that last to gemacht to you, because we are on that Gaharu. I was on Shinur Versha Runo, Yorkshire on Rach, we Rach, let's speak he, I was with a Sunday share of color, couple of one of Erta Harrings. I was the Enoch Maradadish Renoin, we on Chairmachin Renoin, or Lincha, Lincha's Genveyor. August and Shin Hagamish and Shinlish Napihi, August, the enemies in a Kohi Bioga, August, Kahito Goch, Goch, Pisa Genver, of course, in a Kohi, August, either Vajan to go Neta. August and Shin, Dog, Dog, Fian Shin, Eid, Arishik Brahar and I'm sure, August, Orn to the Enfield, Dubbled on the Kohi Bioga Shin. Agus Orntele, Damechanemsha Guma, Dolphy and Shinny, Dagus Bedo Tres, Shachton and Numarshin, Vishid Reg, Connor Traman, and Tramcox, the Lamish or East Neshkart Kilkenig. Sheshin Kochi Moore, Safarka Verk, Bedo, Shachton, Octrig or Eerta. Agus Arenos, Haringir. Haring Yemisht is Jacna Kochi Bioga, La Ropi, August and Shin, via Kuplefer, a Jenevan on Tram. August Norvirkshe Genta, Verkort Kangelokorer, August Verkai Rishvi, Fokl Grailing, Wing Kulahishin, and Sugon, before a Jenner Sugon, Kon Shin Rope Fair. Gentia Shin Horn to Le Vidle Selako on Philippine, a Philippine ladies there. And Tosacum Grown Fokal Philippine Fresh and Vian Fokal Kenoko are in the plover, a Philippine size castor of Yawn, August Vertino one, a Togan's fair of one of Hochogs and Farrell of Vishikangelches, a castor, August Vershishin, a Cossack, a Cossack, a Kulu, a Kulu, to Auron. Uh, Cossan to go in, freshen, 
We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Kyolagas Kora on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. La Niklas O'Brenon. Father Hernaskadi Kyolagas Kora are on Majin Show. Good morning to you, John. Thank you for joining us this morning on Community Radio Kenny City. Yeah, good morning, Nikki. I was happy to speak to you. Thank you very much. And uh, I suppose it may be holidays, Joe, but as principal of a busy school and as uh, the next president of the INTO, a lot on your minds at the moment as regards the, uh, the the times we're in. But maybe let's just talk about the the school year that that just has concluded. It conclude, concluded in a in a strange manner. How did you find it as a school principal itself? Because you were trying to cope with uh, giving lessons out to kids in in a different medium than before. Yeah, certainly. Well, uh, well, certainly. I suppose if we think back to to, to March the 11th, uh, when there were rumours that the schools were going to close, and the Department of Education uh, said that wasn't going to happen. And then on March the 12th, um, the Taoiseach announced at 11:30 that we'd be closing that day. So, uh, uh, and of course, at that time, we didn't know exactly what was going to, to happen. Uh, and I think it has been a very, a very strange experience for everybody in the school, the, the pupils, the, the parents, and the the, the, the staff. Uh, I do remember the children actually that day heading home and not being full of the joys of being told that they had no school for a couple of weeks. There was a, a, a somber mood. Um, and I think in the first couple of weeks, I think uh, our school and a lot of other schools too uh, got got around to, to supporting parents uh, working in the home, supporting them in their schoolwork, setting up systems to communicate with, uh, with the children. But there's no question about it that, that, that when it came to June, um, the length of time uh, was wearing on everybody uh, and nerves were getting frayed and the children were missing each other. And I think particularly sixth-class pupils um, felt uh, a great sense of loss um, when, they were, when the year was coming to an end. Uh, and I think, too, people felt a great deal of uncertainty about 
when would we ever get back to school? And I suppose this week yeah, we get some idea that absolutely. That might well, I suppose the difficulty in 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 educating the the children through online medium is that some adapt to it better than others, and that was probably challenging for the teachers because it's something they weren't used to, and it took them time to get up to speed with it. It was. I mean, there's no question about it that 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 getting systems in place. But even when you did get systems in place, um, you know, for example, in some homes there might only have been one device uh, and a great demand on it. You had people in secondary school as well as in primary school. So that was difficult, and getting feedback uh, to find out how, how things were going was, was also difficult. Uh, I know a lot of schools were in regular phone contact with, uh, with parents to try and get a sense and to gauge um, the right level of work to, to, to give, because, uh, again, it was extraordinarily difficult for the parents in the home to, to, to provide the support, but it was also very, very difficult for the teachers um, to, to, to get up and running with uh, the different types of systems and the different way that's involved in, in teaching. And more than anything else, I think what we did learn, Nikki, I think more than anything, I think everybody now realises just how important it is to have schools as places where people can actually go in and learn. Yeah, but I think also Joey, I couldn't agree with you more, but I think it's also a case of where young children need need company of their own of their own age yeah. groups. And the absence mm-hmm. of that I suspect has had a fair impact on a lot of young children who who found whatever about the adults, I think the young children mm-hmm. found the whole scene where they were cocooned in their own houses but only their parents there. That was strange for them and I'd say worrying in some cases. It was, and and, and, I, and I think that over time, again, in the early weeks, I think people enjoyed having time together as a family, but there's no question about it, whether, you, whether you're children of, of school-going age or whether you are cocooned with people maybe in their 20s. Uh, we all like to meet with people of our own generation from time to time, and schools are great places for that to happen. And you know yourself, because uh, you've travelled around and, and, and been in schools, there's lots goes on besides what goes on in the classroom. And I think the children miss that. And I think, do you think that the whole experience thus far, Joe, has it kind of changed people's thinking about the role of teachers? I mean, you, you know my connection with the profession. Yes, but, indeed, yeah. but um mm-hmm. clearly, has mm-hmm. it kind of helped the role, people to understand the role of teachers more? Because it's quite honestly, I know from what I'm seeing that mm-hmm. there's a lot of ex- perhaps extra hours being put in because of the new the new norm yeah. which comes, which is teaching now. Yeah, well, I think I, I, I think parents do have an understanding now. Certainly, an awful lot of parents now have an understanding that there's a lot more goes into teaching children to learn than they might have thought before, and that there's a lot more uh, professionalism involved in it, and there's a lot more uh, preparation needs to go into it. It's not just a question of taking out a book, and I think they are beginning to see. Uh, perhaps some of, of 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 the difficulties involved in it, but they're also getting very frustrated. I think just uh, the, you know, I think by, by by the end of June, parents were were themselves worn out, just as as teachers often are at the end of June. Um, and I think, look, I, I I think that there has been also, in my experience, a, a great connection between the teachers and parents because there has been more direct communication particularly with the older children, parents of older children who wouldn't maybe always have been dropping up to the school um, as when their children were, were younger. So um, there, has been, there have been better lines of communication and I think that will be, will be a very good thing when we return in September. Well, I'm obviously listening to your colleague at the INTO, John Boyle, the, the General yeah. Secretary of the organisation, speaking recently. There's lots of engagement going on with governments. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to the discussion across, the, uh, across in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. The, the whole position with September... 
I, we're two months away, maybe yeah. a little less. So clearly a lot can happen. But from where we sit today, how are you assessing it? Well, I think this week an important first step happened. And I think we've been looking for this, for, we've been looking for the guidance we published for quite some time because we've been saying from the very start, schools are very open when the health guidance said it could do so. Um, and I suppose what's important this week is for primary schools, certainly, uh, the health guidance is now clear that it will be possible from a health perspective for most schools to reopen for all of their pupils. And, and that's a very positive step forward. But following on from that, there are things we need to do to make sure it is safe to do that. Um, so if you're, you know, and it has set out clearly what we need to do. But there are issues around, for example, the cleaning of schools that we need the detail on. We, we, we were told this week, okay, this is how you clean the school. That's very useful. But we haven't been told yet, well, this is how much money you have to employ the cleaners to do the cleaning. Um, and that's obviously a very significant thing. We've been told, for example, you must keep your classes separate from all other classes at all other times. And that's very, very good. And challenging, it, and challenging and challenging for you as teachers. Yes, and, and it can be done. But if a member of staff is out sick, we must have a replacement ready straight away. We can't have a situation where you have to split, divide that class up among other classes because that wouldn't be safe. Um, we've been told, for example, that, uh, uh, that, that, that there would have to be, you know, to minimise the sharing of materials. Well, of course, that's also, you know, good advice. But we need to know, well, okay, will there be funding to purchase more individual sure. sets of materials where they're needed? So it was a very good first step in that it gives us some clarity about the health guidance and parents of primary school children should feel that if we do the things that we're supposed to do, um, all of us uh, in society, and keep the levels in the community low, that the schools, primary schools, will be able to reopen uh, in the vast majority of cases for all of their people. Now, obviously, there are still, and it's, this is something the INTO is constantly mm. uh, fighting with the government, I use that term, and with mm-hmm. justification, the size of classes. Clearly, yeah. there are going to be classes in ex- some classes in excess of 26, 7, 8, even 30 pupils. The whole well, issue of de- developing social distancing will be extremely challenging in those cases. Uh, well, no, not just some. 20% of the, the, the pupils in Kilkenny will be going into classes with more than 30. So that's one in every five uh, pupils will be in class of more than 30. So the, the, the idea of social distancing, and some of them in very small rooms, so that will be very, very uh, difficult and challenging. And the, the, the mechanism that, uh, and the advice that we're given is you try, first of all, to keep the virus out of the school. So adults, other than the staff, will not be allowed into the building. Uh, children who are unwell should be kept at home. Staff who are unwell should stay at home. So you try and keep it out. And when you bring the children in, you must then keep them in their own classroom. Um, for the day. So if there is an outbreak there, that it's, it's, it's retained within that group. But as you know, uh, uh, in, in, in rural Ireland, teaching principals are going to need a huge amount of support particularly. And there are 2,000 of them throughout the, 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 the country. Um, and they're going to need uh, some time out of their classroom in order to supervise, manage and organise and arrange uh, how the school is going to operate 
because he can't operate the way it has operated in the past. Could you see any prospect, Joe, of perhaps because there is a need for additional man and woman power in schools to deal with the situations that you've talked about, that perhaps final year students in Pats and Mary I might very well be, uh, might very well come out of the college for their final year and help support the teachers to give the extra bit of resources in the schools to do the sort of things that you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I think there's no question about it that, that that extra support will be needed. And I do know that the College of Education, because in fairness, they do send the students out for lengthy placements now anyway. But there are discussions going on about what's the best way to use the final year students to make sure that they can A, get an experience, and in fairness, no more than the, the student nurses working in a school from September to uh, onwards will certainly be uh, a significant learning experience for everybody. Um, so I think there's no question about it but that support and, and the use of the students in final year and indeed in third year students uh, is something we're going to have to have uh, made available uh, next year because we know from, from England, I was just reading during the week there, that Tesco and England were losing kind of one-sixth of their staff through illness um, and through uh, having to stay at home for you know COVID-related reasons or because they were self-isolating. So that sort of thing is going to pose a huge challenge to every workplace when, when we reopen. And obviously in schools, it's a particular challenge when somebody is out. And of course, you know, teachers who are on the um, payroll of the many schools around the country, mm-hmm. they may have underlying conditions as well. And they yeah. may have some real challenges to know, am I going to go back? Am I going to, I'm just going to have to yeah. say, I can't take risk here because of a particular yeah. situation and find myself in. The, well, well, there's no question about it, uh, that it's a cause of concern for staff, teachers and special needs assistants will be unique among workers, or pretty unique among workers, in being expected to be in a room with 30 other people for more than five hours without any personal protective equipment. And that's, that is the guidance that sure. has been given to us. And there's no doubt about it. An awful lot of staff are looking at that and saying, is this safe for me if I've had a transplant, if I'm pregnant, if, I'm, uh, if, if I have asthma? Is it safe for me? Uh, in this environment and they are understandably looking for reassurance and they will be a priority for us uh, in the INTO to make sure that all our workers are are, are safe. Absolutely. In fairness to the community, I don't think anybody wants teachers to be uh, dying from, from COVID-19 either. Absolutely not. Well, obviously, complementing the education in the classroom is the experience young children have out in the playground, yeah. playing with one another, their own in their own little sports, mm-hmm. or collectively playing, playing a sport or playing other little activities. How challenging is that going to become September now? Because in many schools, your own in particular, they might pop up to the field, a bit of practice yeah. or hurling or whatever, football, whatever it might be. How is that going to be coped with in September? Well, I suppose it'll vary from school to school. Our own school is in a very fortunate position that we do have a lot of space around. So the way it would look from my point of view is that each class will be going out individually to an area. Um, so you won't be going out, you won't have fifth, like I so said, each room is a classroom. So in a large school like, like mine, the fourth class won't be mixing with the fifth class and the fifth class won't be mixed and, and one class won't mix with the class next door. But they will still get out to play. The challenge I see ahead, Mickey, actually relates to how we're going to manage things like hurling teams. Yes. Um, so, uh, and as you know yourself, like particularly that the, the football starts off, you know, uh, and is always very, very, very uh, um, much enjoyed. Sure. Um, and so the question and the challenge, which I don't have an answer to yet, is yeah. how are we going to have a school team? Uh, 
um, and how are we going to transport people from A to B? That's a good how question. How manage that yeah. situation? I'd imagine the, uh, the, the the cool camps which are starting to take place yeah. now in the next week or two, I'm sure there will be learnings from that from yeah. the school environment. Yeah, and I think that, that sort of thing will be like like the fact that we, we have, and even in our own school, we have children with special needs, children with autism coming into our school for the last fortnight, for last week and next week. You know, those sort of things help us to, to, to try out things in one particular way and see if they can be transferred. But like every other sector, I mean, you go to the shop now, it's different the way it was. We will have to learn to adapt. And I think one of the things we have to, the challenges we have is we want to make sure that when the children come back to school, that their experience is as rich and as diverse and as enjoyable as it was back in March. But that means we have to think creatively how to do that. Absolutely. Well, look, Joe, uh, you have a particular, you have a large school in there, I suppose. It could be slightly different in the rural country yes. schools, of course. Mm-hmm. But but that is it, May. That's a difficult time mm-hmm. for teachers. Joe, I, I, I want yeah. to leave it at that. Time has got up. I want to thank you for this morning for taking time to talk to us. And we might, we'll touch base maybe closer to September just to get the, the, the lie of the land at that stage. Thank That's you very much, Joe, for talking to us. Okay. So on. It's long Joe McKeown. Uh, Prevede Oskol Padrig e Shrad Padrig e Kilkenig agus Uchtar an Tuffa Comen Montori na Hern. Fanigiling Bementar Nashtaration Fogrisha. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Kyo Lagas Kora on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. La Niklas O'Brenon. Fáilteoir náisgiri ciolag a scór agus tá ín cúl tá tófar mar úgtar an nua clóbrahalach cilcinig sa blín a tá róing agus beig tá ín ar an líne anís con caint fí na rúdí éagsúla a bheith idir lávig a iréit na blíne. So ín cúlter is the new president of Kilkenny Rotary and Ian, you thank you for joining us me this morning and congratulations. Now, tell me a little bit about um, your own... I mean, obviously, the timing of coming in now in the middle of this pandemic, uh-huh. uh, I suppose that, to some extent, maybe throws some of your thoughts and plans a little awry? Uh, that's putting it mildly. Um, you know, uh, I accepted the uh, honour of being uh, the president-elect uh, about a year and a half ago when Jason Dempsey, who was... Uh, coming into the role, asked me, would I succeed him? And it seemed, you know, the best thing to do is to follow somebody who's successful and follow, do what they did. Um, but then suddenly, in March, uh, everything fell off the cliff. And one of the things about Rotary in Kilkenny, and Rotary throughout the world, is that we meet on a regular basis. We sit down, have lunch in the Clubhouse Hotel, which we've done for over 40 years, and that's where ideas are germinated. That's where ideas come together and are formulated and planned. And that's where we were, I was looking, that's what I was looking forward to. But then suddenly that stopped. And we had to think of how, we, how do we function as a club, first of all, and how do we do the things that we had planned to do? So one of the things, I, I mean, one of the words that has entered into everyone's vocabulary over the last couple of months is Zoom. And we've been using Zoom to meet together uh, to think of ways of getting around the problems. And, and indeed, work has continued. Uh, it's not the same, though. I mean, it, it, the, when you sit down and look at someone straight between the eyes while you're having lunch, you don't have a row with them. You have friendly talk. You talk about the matches over the weekend. You talk about what's happening in the greater world. And that's where ideas about what can we do together to make 
Kilkenny a better place, to make Ireland a better place, and to make the world a better place. Because we, as a, as a club, have just have, have uh, a local dimension, a national dimension, and an international role. So we think broadly, and we've been working away uh, doing things while we haven't been able to meet. Uh, and, what, and what are you hearing from your fellow Rotharians, uh, maybe in Ireland or elsewhere? What, what are, are they saying? They're obviously in a similar position. They are, uh, they are. And some have uh, decided to suspend meetings uh, until they're allowed to meet again. And they just hold the functional meetings, uh, the, the regulatory meetings, uh, uh, virtually. Others are meeting uh, outside, maybe with social distancing. Uh, and getting things done in their local community. And one of the things we've been doing is continuing the work with our Bikes for Africa uh, campaign. This is a project that started a couple of years ago, and already over 300 bicycles have gone from Kilkenny to the Gambia, uh, where they help school children get to school. Uh, instead of having to walk 10 kilometres each way uh, or more, uh, they're now able to use their bikes and that enhances their learning. But it also has an environmental aspect here in Kilkenny, in that it's getting people's sheds cleared out, getting uh, uh, creating space where there otherwise wasn't space. We've involved the local, uh, the local authority in that. Um, they're brought up by the army in James Stevens Barracks up to Lochan House Prison, where the uh, prisoners there uh, work on the bicycles, bringing them back into shape, then we have arranged with the Irish government to get them uh, through uh, shipping to, uh, to the Gambia. So it's a, it is a military operation, but that's been able to be continued. Um, I see that a, a lot of uh, people are taking up cycling during this pandemic, uh, and they're also discovering the bikes that were in the shed that maybe aren't in such good shape, and uh, they've donated them uh, to us. And they can be left out in the uh, in, 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 in local amenity in Dunmore, uh, where we have a special carton or a carriage uh, uh, decorated, uh, awaiting their arrival uh, from wherever they come in Kilkenny. Okay, and in terms then of other thoughts, and I mean, it's in fairness to you, it's really a very difficult one now. Hopefully, with uh, with hotels opening up, the the, the possibility of getting back to um, yeah. the clubhouse to have your regular meetings, albeit with social distancing, I think is, is probably looking a lot more possible now. It is. And uh, one thing we would... Mind you, you know, when people think of going for a meal with social distancing, they'd usually be going with a family or with friends. But if you're going with meeting with people whom you're not in regular communication with or who are not members of your household, you have to see, be seated at least a metre apart. And that's not that conducive for conversation uh, in that uh, you're, you're probably likely to be shouting across the table at somebody else. So we have to see how we're going to develop that as the restrictions are lifted and as we think more imaginatively about how we can move forward given what, we'll ha given what we have to live with. Yeah, this sounds very much like you're going to have to do a double term here to uh, to, to, to get get value out of the role. Thank you very much for that helpful <laughs> suggestion, Nicky. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think uh, I'll probably be working twice as hard because we'll be trying to do things doubly. One of the things I'm hoping to do is to be in... You see, a lot of our... We, we, the Kilkenny Rotary Club is happens to be the largest in Ireland. Uh, we've uh, 60 members and 
communicate, they come from all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of uh, involvement in the local community. So they also have diverse interests and not everyone is interested or able to communicate virtually. Of course. So what I'm hoping to do is to communicate with everyone by phone call or by text. Uh, email is even a, a bit iffy at times um, because it's, it's a cold medium and we're a warm club and I hope that we can that I can communicate with members to make sure that they want to stay involved and that they feel involved because uh, you know it it provides a social outlet for people but it also provides people with an opportunity to do something for the local community well that's it because the people that you have there are generally people of influence in their community they bring a huge amount of skill sets to the to the, the right. in, through their life their their professional skill sets their life skill sets and by exchanging views from one another they can bring that back to their local communities and and support look because the one thing we've seen during this pandemic is the ability of people to support their local communities in one guise or another Indeed, and one of the things that has happened uh, uniquely, uh, it's, we developed our first Interact Club, and Interact Clubs are for uh, school-going uh, students up to the age of 18, and the Loretto in Kilkenny uh, was uh, the first of our Interact Clubs to be established, the only one there at the moment, and they took this role on with gusto, and First of all, at Christmas, they helped us out with our Remembrance Tree project, and they also did a toys collection. But during the pandemic, they got together and set up an Ice for iPads uh, project to help another school in Kilkenny, the School of the Holy Spirit. And within eight hours, they had raised a thousand euro by on their GoFundMe page. Mm-hmm. And Rotary, our Rotary Foundation heard of this and they donated 2,000 to it and already the, the whole project is up to about 4,500 euro. So they've been able to collect money to buy iPads and to, buy, uh, to collect second-hand iPads in the uh, Lockboy shopping centre in SuperValue in Lockboy. Anyone who has a, an old iPad can drop it in there and they're given then to the parents uh, or to the School of the Holy Spirit who have a number of students who are unable to communicate otherwise and who, and for whom the online lessons were an invaluable link with their continuing education. Yeah, well, we've that just, project, yeah, that's hugely important. I've just had Joe McKeown on the line and the whole issue of uh, online learning now has become a, a much bigger issue and is likely to uh, grow in the future. It is. Now, it's not, again, like us, it's not the same, but it does play an important Absolutely. role. And and for some people, it's a better role, you know, because uh, they're not being disturbed. They're, it's a one-on-one. They see the teacher. The teacher's talking directly to them. And it can be hugely beneficial, but they're missing out on the social activity. But what I, the point I'm trying to make is that this was a project taken up by girls in the Loretto for another school, which shows... You know, the, the broad-minded vision that they had when they became part of our huge club. Rotary International has 1,200,000 members throughout the country, throughout the world. And Ireland was the second, with the Dublin club was the second outside of America to be established uh, when it was established over 100, uh, 115 years ago. So we have quite a link and we're anxious to maintain that link, expand it and enhance it. We have a four-way test of any project that we undertake. We ask ourselves, first of all, is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? 
will this project build goodwill and better friendships? And will it be beneficial to all concerned? And they have to tick all those boxes before we undertake it. And we, we think we've managed to do that here in Kilkenny, particularly with our Bikes for Africa project and also our School Books for Lebanon project. So we're thinking beyond just the borders of the city. We also get involved in local uh, efforts in fundraising for voluntary organisations. Somebody might come and look for money from us. We seldom give them money. But what we will do is work with them to develop their own project. And we'll mentor them in how to make that project a success. So while we're not handing over cash, we are handing over expertise, which can in many cases be invaluable. Well, Ian, I hope that the, uh, the the conditions that the pandemic eases up and that uh, you can get together with your colleagues in the clubhouse because there's hugely valuable projects and worthwhile projects there benefiting many, many, many people. So well done to you and your colleagues in Rotary. I wish you well, um, Ian, in, the, um, in your term, whatever length of time that might be. It'll finish uh, on the 30th of June <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Look, yeah. at, I wish you well and obviously well done to Jason on his term as well. And uh, I look forward to engaging with the Rotarians in the not too distant well, future. I will be in touch with you because one of the things we do uh, is have speakers uh, come to talk to us about their own life and their own interests and on specific topics Uh, and that's really engaging and uh, we usually say come along we give you lunch but in these days we're just asking people to talk to us by Zoom and I've no doubt but that I'll be in touch with you to ask you would you talk to us about your own amazing life experience so I look forward to talking to you in the yeah. very near future. Well, Ian, thanks for that. Good to talk to you this morning, and thanks for taking our call. Okay, slang of all. Yeah, the vision. Ian Coulter, she Nuktaran Nua at Club Rahalaka Kilkenny, the new president of Kilkenny Rotary Club. Well, this time uh, each week now we come at Arnashka di Nahagal of a biagum le deni le le majorleshna haladina majorleshna haladosa on Mayfair. And uh, give me your memories of coming here. Oh, I think the most fondest memories was the guard stand and the other the Black Abbey Social every Sunday night going for a half a crown when you were old enough. And what what was special about the guard dance? Dressing up. We had to get the hair done, the glitter in it, and the high sandals, and the, we get the dresses made if we had the money. And where would you get the dresses made? Oh God, where are are the dressmakers? I suppose I can't think now. Peggy Hickey, Peggy Hickey, Vickers Place would make you a dress for you. Or, uh, Mara Borkin, Price to Twelve Terrace, she'd make a dress for you. Yeah. And the bands over here, who are your favourites? I'd say Joe Dolan. Red Hurley, I loved Red. I think he was later on. We were gone on, I think, before Red Hurley came. Uh, I met my husband by going to one of them dances. Uh, some girl let him down, and a friend asked me would I go with him. And the rest is history. And the rest was history. Well, there you go. So what other members of you have come in here? I mean, uh, again, meeting up with people here? Oh, yeah. Meeting loads of people, sure, and been asked out to dance, and... Maybe refusing some fellas, but anyway, it was grand. And why would you refuse them? I don't know. My friend might say, don't dance for him, and I'd say, no thanks. (laughs) Girls, thanks very much.
Michael Minogue, yeah. Michael, your memories here of the Mayfair? Oh, it goes back a long time, or right to the beginning of the 60s. Give me some of those memories. Ah, sure, they were a great time. That's how they were. Bands? I went to all the bands, we say, right? Uh, the, the Black Aces and the Royal, the Royal Show Band was one I always uh, followed, we say, as well, you know. Yeah, Dickie Rock and all those. So, right, that's, yeah, several bands. And you used to come in here every week? If I had the money. I came all right, yeah. Yeah. In on a bike? Yes, from Ballycannon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what about the men on one side and the women on the other? Are we able to uh, manage all that? Oh, yes, we can go from one side to the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, strange thing I want to tell you, this is one of uh, all you buy around here was minerals, mostly here in the Mayfair, right? But one of the best, the highest sales of minerals was in Hickey Shop across in Parliament Street. Oh, yeah. They had the highest sales in the town for, for, for selling minerals, just crossing in the water gate there. Very good. That's what that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, listen, Michael, good to talk to you. Michael Purcell is my name. Michael, you have real memories of even playing here. Tell me about those. I played here when I was 16 years of age. We used to play before all the bands, all the big bands. We were called the Relief Band. I played here before the Royal Shore Band, and then I ended up playing with the Royal Shore Band. Well, tell me about the Relief Band. What time do you go come on stage at? We'd go on stage about probably 9 o'clock and finish at 10. Yeah. Something around that time, and a big band would come on then. And would many people be in uh, listening oh, to the relief band? Oh, you would, John. You'd have, you'd have so many. You'd have. Did you get a few bob for it? You wouldn't get much. But you, yeah, just enjoyment of playing, that you would. And tell me then when the, the Royal Showman would come out, would you get much talking to them beforehand? Or you wouldn't really. What you'd be doing, you'd only have to ask them, could you use the amplifiers and drums and things like that? Otherwise, you wouldn't meet him, really. Of course. Well, do you have memories of any chats with Brendan Byer, Tom Dunphy, these guys? No, I, I met him. Like I say, I was the last singer with the Royal Showman, but I met Byer and I, I didn't meet Dunphy. I didn't meet Tom Dunphy. He was killed that time in that, in that crash. But uh, I met most of the bands, all the bands. How did you get to become a singer then with the Royal Showman eventually? Well, I was playing one night in, in, uh, in my own band, in the Fox and Goose, and I was approached by the Royal Showman's manager. But I joined the Royal Show Band, so I said, OK, I'll give it a go. So where did you travel with the Royal Show Band? All over Ireland. All, all Ireland. We didn't go abroad. Uh, like I say, I was with him for about two years, the last singer. Did you enjoy that time? Loved it. It's great. Yeah. Did you have any favourite areas of ballrooms around the country that you went to? Not really. They're all the same. You know, but That time, if you hadn't a thousand, two thousand people in the hall, the band wasn't much use. You'd have to have that amount of people. But, uh, and were you conscious when you went on the stage with the likes of the Royal Show Band that you had to put on a show for the, for the people who paid to come oh, in? Oh, you would, yeah. You knew that you were there to do your two, two hours or whatever and that you had to put on the best show you can because the competition was there with other bands as well. Do you miss those days? Not really, no. I'm still doing a bit of music, so yeah. I still kept going. But the Mayfair, it, it, it was the mecca for dancing here in Kilkenny, wasn't it? Oh, the Mayfair was and the Carlton Ballroom as well. But... Uh, this was some place, this place, yeah. in the start. Like I say, you, you, you saw the Clipper Carlton, one of the first show bands, and uh, the Dixies and Dickie Rock and Red Hurley, all then came here, along with Jim Reeves and a few other big names, Johnny Cash. But it was good times. Absolutely. Lovely talking okay. to you. Billy Murphy, the Roar, County Kilkenny. Billy, your memories here. 
I remember coming in here after training one time and we were under severe structure from Mr. Paddy Grace not to be out late and things like that. But I had a coat on him and I left it in here but I, I'm still looking for it. Well, I think you could be under pressure to find it at this stage. I, I think I will. But obviously you're training with Kilkenny at those days so late nights and 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning in the Mayfair wasn't the ideal preparation if you were going out against Tipperary or Wexford? No, uh, Patrick Grace was a very severe man on anything like that. That's out acting the maggot late at night and things like that. And Ted Carroll, Lord to mercy, was a great man for saying, Sean Murphy and Kavanaugh were out all night dancing. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he used to get tell, tell, the, tell the tales. Well, he used to want to put a bit of pressure on us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it never really affected you? Not at all, Sean. We were better off out, not out at night and, yeah. <laughs> and sleeping during the day. Probably fair to say the Tipperary and Wexford lads were out as well. I think they were. I think they were, although they said they weren't, but I think they were. Anyway. Okay, tell me about some of the bands here. Can you recall any of them? I remember there was a band from Thomastown, and very bad at bands and things like that, and the Black Aces were here. Yes. I'd say, but they were a big thing, uh, and Ollie was our man that was uh, was the man that knew everything about dancing and anything to do with that. But Ollie was the pin-up of the time. Oh, Ollie was a superstar. He was the first superstar that we had, yeah. and, uh, and if you were with Ollie, you were had a great possibility of getting in for nothing. Oh, very good, very good, very good. So listen, and uh, where did you? You didn't meet Anne here, did you? No, no. The, 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 that was years later. She, she, even though her father was from the Roar, they had no great love for holding or interest in holding or anything like that. There were too many rough fellas and things like that. There you go. Well, look, it's a bit nostalgic walking around today for people who had so much good times in this place. It was a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to do to 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 show the place as so many memories for everyone and, and fun and everything else. Okay, Billy, good to talk to you. Pleasure, Nicky. Thanks, Thanks very much. Give me your memories here of uh, well, the Mayfair. Great memories of the Mayfair in my younger days. Dancing, every night there was a dance out, we were there. And I remember, the, I think the Brewery Social was here, and different and, uh, uh, different events. And we always had great time here. And did you fire to travel now to come here? No, just uh, up by the jail road there. Yeah, so you were able to walk here. You had no worry about transport. No. No worry whatsoever. Yeah. And tell me then, the bands that were here, were they, did you have some favourites? Gina Dale Hayes and the Champions were favourites. Uh, the Black Aces were always here. Uh, lots of others, lots of others. Yeah. And uh, did you did you find it rough here at times now with the, the, the with that pushing and shoving or anything no, like that? No, no. Totally different. And we most certainly weren't wildflowers all night. We were dancing all night. Yeah, well, the guys were looking across the floor at you and I know who they were going to... Uh, were you looking across and say you hoped a particular fellow would pop over to you? No, 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 no. I'm sure you were now. Tell the truth. <laughs> no, no, we always had, uh, no, we have great memories of it, that's it. Okay, this is lovely talking to you. Thanks. Well, Bemi Tarnashle, Hagalavello on a holiday in the Mayfair are on Shockton Shokuing. While Shindera and Clarda non new Mubuikas to Sam Harry Chadwick's, Aga Steve Shalok Deshtikta. That concludes today's programme. My thanks to all my guests, to you, the listeners, and thanks also to Sam Harry Chadwick's for their sponsorship. Fonigiling, Bugbeg Spiritual, I've talked, Eredehet Log Teresh Nukta, Aga Speg Akral of Akral on our our conversations er hendeg etlog gudion sahan chokoing okiologos koro slon agus banakt we are community radio kakani city 88.7 fm